Welcome to episode five of the RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. My name is Taylor Ringles. My counterpart, my partner in crime, it is Griffin Warner. Griffin, how we doing? What's up? We're committing a lot of crimes over here, you know? Uh, we're one week into the Major League Baseball season. Uh, right, some baby. ups, some downs. It's uh, It's been fun so far. Well, on this episode, we have a lot of baseball to talk about. We haven't, we, you guys haven't listened to us since Monday, and it is now Friday, and we have a ton to talk about. We're going to get into our best bets for Monday, our favorite series that we both like. He'll, Griffin will give his, I'll give mine on Saturday. Um, actually, sorry, not Saturday, but just over the weekend in general. We have our Friday's game schedule. We'll talk about every single game, give our point of view and reasons why you should bet on these games. And then we'll end our show like we do always with our best bets for Friday. So stick around to the end and you'll get that right at the end of the show. Tell us about our best bets. Well, unfortunately, I started the year off perfectly and uh, I let you back into the contest with a, a loser. Uh, my best bet, which I believe was Seattle Mariners, uh, unfortunately, I've had a bit of an up and down season of them so far, uh, but I don't want to shield myself too much because uh, at least the podcast went one-on-one as you took the Phillies who had a nice comeback victory against a, a Mets bullpen, which was all over the place. I think you could say, um, but there are no pictures on the scorecard. Yeah. I was getting nervous, man. Watching that game. I was like, I, I gotta keep, look, I gotta get my name on the board here. And the Phillies came back with a nice little victory. I was excited. Yeah, you know, Rangers Suarez wasn't great, but, uh, you know, it happens. I mean, I guess it's hard to live up to a 1.36 ERA from last year. Yeah. Uh, but I let you back into the contest. We're both one-on-one staring at, uh, I guess, this big one to kind of see who can take the lead. Hopefully we can both get to two-and-one, but stay tuned. We'll have best bets at the end of the show. And uh, as Taylor already mentioned, we're going to go through our favorite series of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to start with a division series in the NL Central. Uh, actually began today as currently we're recording this Thursday evening. Uh, and, and currently the St. Louis Cardinals are visiting the Milwaukee Brewers uh, and should be a pretty big series to kind of get an idea of where these teams are to start the season. Milwaukee's been pretty disappointing. I think you would agree with that, Taylor. I think everybody would have considering they started the, the season two series on the road. So you give that, uh, give them a little bit of a, of, of, I guess a little leeway for that, but going to, Wrigley Field not get not winning the series at the Cubs and then kind of struggling with the the Baltimore Orioles not not a great start for them but uh, Brandon Woodruff looked really good today uh, in, in keeping the the Cardinals pretty quiet and then looking at the rest of the series uh, I think the Brewers I mean they're lining up with I mean we're we're just projecting starters at this point but Freddie Peralta should go on Friday Adrian Hauser on Saturday and it looks like Ashby coming in on Sunday which is an interesting thing because he's more of a bullpen arm from what I was expecting. Whereas St. Louis is coming in with Wainwright today, who was not very good. Then Miles Michaelis, Steven Matz, and Dakota Hudson. Um, I think this is a, a chance for a, a division winner that we both picked the Milwaukee Brewers um, to really get kind of get going. It looks like today is going to be a win, assuming they can hold on to a four-run lead in the ninth inning. Uh, and then looking at that lineup of St. Louis Cardinals pitchers, uh, I'm not that impressed. And Steve Matt, Steven Matz was pretty gross in his opener. Miles Michaelis has always been a pitch to contact guy, and that's what Dakota Hudson is as well. So I'm not really liking your uh, your kind of long shot pick of St. Louis Cardinals. How are you feeling about the series, Taylor? I am. Uh, you know what? When we did our first episode and we kind of did our futures and we figured it out that we're both going to take Brewers here, and I have I think it was 97 wins. I don't have the projections in front of me, and then 
I start I I watch the Cardinals all the time, Griff. And I'm looking at this lineup and I'm just like, did I make the wrong decision again? Like we all, not just us, but a lot of people always count out the St. Louis Cardinals. And for me personally, the old veteran Adam Wainwright, I know I can count on him in a big series, even if it's in April or down the stretch in August, September, and October. I like the Cardinals in this series. I really do. Their bats are mm. hot. Nolan Arenado is one of the hottest players in baseball right now with Tyler O'Neill having a great first week of baseball so far. I'm liking the Cardinals, and that's tough for me to say. But if you look at the Brewers' side, Brendan Woodruff is not on for a hot start right now. He's not pitching to where we, I guess, are expecting. I know it's always early. We always talk about this. Everyone always gets exaggerating and, you know, we're always like, oh, he's off to a rough start. But look, we got to look at, the, you know, what's in front of us. Look at Garrett Cole. Guy's not good. He's 0-2. You know, we, oh, always bring it back to the Yankees. He's 0-1. Come back, but look, I'm come, just saying. Come back to our division series. Do, do, do you understand, though? But do you understand that I always get that flack, though? Even if I just mention, everyone's like, oh, my God, bring it back. But, yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals in here. I, I like how the offense has performed early on. Um, but the bullpen's going to be interesting to watch. These, these starters for the Brewers need to – Start getting it together. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think the Brewers had a tough start this season, but uh, we'll see. I mean, this is a big series at home, and if they can start trying to, I don't know, each win in the division series, you know, it, it gives you one win, but also sends your opponent in the other direction, big for seeding, and, and hopefully, I mean, we want our predictions to be right. So if the Brewers can get a good series win here, we'll see. I'm interested in the Cardinals, though. I'm not not in love with the Brewers' money fighting stretch considering how they've started the year. Uh, give us your, your series to look for this weekend. I am going to be looking forward to the series of the Houston Astros taking on the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are my pick to win the division. I've said it. I've tweeted it. It's been our nauseum. Pick. Our pick. Okay, our Podcast pick. I'm forgetting. on record. Our pick, yes. Okay, so I, I'm, I've said it at nauseum. This, but this is the very first match of the year between these two teams, and every series is going to count. Every series matters. We always talk about it how, you know, okay – you might not, if you have a rough start in early April against a division rival, it might not be a huge deal down the stretch. It's gonna. And they, the Seattle Mariners know that. The pitching matchups for the weekend. You have Odorizzi versus Marco Gonzalez, Verlander versus Flexen, and then Urquidy versus a kid who I thought was extremely impressive in his first start. He's all one though. His name is Matt Brash. And if you do not know who this kid is, and I forgot to bring him up in our opening show here when I talked about the rotation. I mentioned Robin Ray and then Logan Gilbert, and then I forgot about Matt Brash. This kid has nasty stuff, and and I saw it all over social media. You had a ton of pitchers like Marcus Stroman and others talking about how gross his repertoire is. I'm looking forward to seeing him start at home, which would be very important. And the lineup, uh, you know what? It, it We've seen the highs and lows of this team so far in the first week or so. With runners in scoring position, comebacks, letting up leads. They have a bunch of, uh, you know, hard-throwing relievers in that bullpen. Um, I'm really going to look forward to this because this is the first of one series of many between these two rivals, which they're going to be rivals this year. It's going to be – it's 100% down. You know, we're going to be seeing rivals. But, like, it's Chris Flexen going to really hold it against Justin Verlander. Yeah, you know, you know- – 
Well, I, I do have the I have Seattle. I have Seattle winning the, the division. I, I mean, not the division. Well, yes, the division. But in this series, I have them winning this series. Yeah, uh, from from my everything. perspective, I feel like Seattle has gotten off to a pretty tough start, and I don't think the schedule makers have really helped them out, considering they haven't had a day off yet. They went straight from a four game series to start the year in Minnesota to a, a series in Chicago on the South Side against the White Sox. Uh, and then come fly straight back for their home opener, and they get a, a nice gift of the Houston Astros, who went to the World Series last year, and have to deal with. I don't know that Odorizzi is going to be that difficult, but uh, Justin Verlander on Saturday seems like someone I don't want to face right now. Uh, and Urquidy, I mean, he's not the the prettiest, not not the prom queen out there, but certainly is a, a tough matchup. And I feel like the Seattle offense has not been great to start the year. Maybe but cold weather. You know but you know what, though, Griff, today today's game. We're now we're we're recording Thursday night. You and all you guys are listening Friday morning. But today's game, Seattle versus Chicago, the, the White Sox. Logan Gilbert pitched pretty well, and then the offense. Like you, I just had to interrupt you because the offense ended the road trip on a high note with Kalenic going deep, Hanniger going deep. You know their backup catcher going deep. I think it was his backup catcher here. Gilbert had four, uh, I think four strikeouts or something like that. So everything was clicking today. It was a tough first two games against the White Sox, but ending a series on a high note, you got to take your wins when you can and any kind of positivity you can. So I kind of like it how they went out of the, this road series with the W and bringing it home against the division rival here. Yeah. I mean, I think big, big win for momentum. Uh, I'm going to be looking to potentially play the Astros in this series, but I, I, I'm afraid they're going to be favored yeah. in a lot of these games. So, so we'll see. Underdog um, all day, on, baby. Yeah, I mean, I as you know, I, our podcast is pretty heavy in the uh, Seattle Mariners tank right now. So uh, I'm hoping maybe maybe today's momentum will will kick them into gear because they got a big series ahead of them, of course, this weekend. Um, so without further ado, we'll go into Friday's card, go game by game, give everyone an idea of kind of what we're leaning and what we're thinking about potentially playing, and then have our best bet at the end. And without further ado, we'll start with Arizona visiting the New York Metropolitans in a very early start day games, littering the April baseball card. Um, but I think we're going to switch to night games coming up soon enough. But anyway, uh, Zach Davies visiting Chris Bassett, who I was really impressed with in his first start, though it was against the Nationals, though this Arizona lineup might be worse. Currently, Chris Bassett, almost a $2 favorite coming at 195. Um, I don't see any real reason for me to back Arizona here. Uh, do you got any interest in the snakes on the road? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> okay. not. This rotation has lowest ERA in baseball. Um, it's been very impressive with without Degrom, and that's what's what's awesome about this rotation. Chris Bassett, he's not your typical strikeout guy. He's a ground ball guy, fly ball. He'll get the strikeouts once in a while, but the reason why the Mets got him from from Oakland is because of how consistent he is being an All Star last year. I'm going to go with the favorite here at minus 195. 195 yeah, I don't, with I don't, the New York Mets. You got yeah, it. And, and it's also like, look, Griff, you know I like the, the storylines, right? You're Tom a romantic Seaver, guy. I've learned that I'm about you. a romantic you. guy. Yep. Tom Seaver's statue unveiling on Friday, and it's the home opener. That's all I'm saying. Home opener, Tom Seaver's things, uh, statue's getting un, is the unveiling on, on Friday afternoon. In Queens, the magic's in the air. So yeah, take that magic know, and bet on the Mets. Magic, the cherry blossoms, whatever. All right, moving to uh, a little bit west, I guess, to, to Washington visiting Pittsburgh. We got Fetty 
at Mitch Keller. Uh, really, God, I'm sure you're you're t- turning off. You're, you're saying no, I'm busy on Friday night. You want to sit home and watch this one. Mitch Keller, a slight home favorite, minus 108 from what I'm looking at. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not. A, hey, I'm canceling really all my plans to watch Keller. this. I'm canceling yeah. all my plans to watch this absolute athletic performance where I'm going to watch on 6:35 Eastern. Yeah, right. I'm not watching this game, but I will. Maybe you know I might do it because I like I like Keller. Keller's a young little prospect they got in Pittsburgh. I mean, look, we're looking at a toss up here, Griff. Yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't seem like a toss-up that I even want to speak about anymore. So if you don't mind, I'm going to move on to the next one. <laughs> I don't just, care. I don't, but, I don't give a shit. Just yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you don't mind. Uh, the Phillies visiting Miami. So we got an interdivision here. Uh, Phillies team that I think you were a lot higher on than most entering the year. Uh, Zach Eflin visiting Pablo Lopez. Currently, Eflin is a slight underdog on the road. Looks like Pablo Lopez minus 113 as we speak. Uh, Marlins offense has been non-existent so far this year, but they go to a park where probably neither offense will be, will really exist. Um, what do you got on this one? I'm taking the underdogs here. I'm going with the Phillies. And that's hilarious to say that Phillies are underdogs against the Marlins. Just that sentence alone, you should never say, because we've seen in the first week, the offense for the Marlins not existent. It's not there. Jazz Chisholm batting ninth. I don't understand what Madden is doing, but you do you because Donnie baseball knows all, I guess, but the Phillies, early on, we all we've kind of figured out the offense would be there. We're seeing big with big time clutch at bats by guys in the bottom of the order, which is nice to see. But I'm going to go with the Phillies on this one as the, the road underdogs at plus 103. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. I like that one. Might might uh, tune, keep, stay with us. End of show might turn into my best bet. We'll see. Uh, moving now to the the series that I just mentioned uh, as my series to watch this weekend. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals visiting the Milwaukee Brewers. As we said earlier, or as I said earlier, Miles Michaelis at Freddie Peralta. Currently, Peralta, minus 151 favorite. That's like two-thirds of the time they're projecting the Brewers to win that game. Do you think that Miles Michaelis can maybe uh, surprise a little bit? Or uh, are you going with Freddie Freddie Nasty Peralta? Freddie Peralta has some really nasty stuff. This is the that's the third head of the of the of the big three in that rotation, and he sometimes can be the best one out of the three. So, uh, Michaelis, it seems like he'll pitch five innings every start. That's what it kind of seems like. I, I know maybe sometimes he might exceed that and go seven or six, whatever, but it, it seems like the bullpen already knows walking into the stadium that it's going to be a tough day. I, I like Peralta in this one, and the fact that it's it's, yeah, seeing the line right there, it's just like, why shouldn't I bet on them? You know? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that Freddie was it wasn't great in his in his debut or to start. The I'm year just saying off, in general, you know. Certainly, I think Miles Michaelis just leaves so much to be desired for me. I, I would really like the Cardinals to be a little bit more competitive in the series. Didn't start off well today, but um, I'm not sure that I want to throw any money on the Cardinals in this one moving next to uh the mile high city and we'll go the Cubs visiting the Colorado Rockies we have um Stroman at Marquez currently uh Herman Marquez a minus 125 small favorite at home uh you got any love for M. Strew coming in here and, and throwing absolutely a, a good game on the road yeah absolutely the reason I mean look I wouldn't say this is the reason but I'm a Stroh fan for the sake of that he's a Long Island guy. I'm also a Long Island guy. Both play Long Island high school baseball. Oh. Rival. So there's like, there is, I didn't play Gerson because he's a little older than me, but he went to a rival high school that I went to. So 
I do like Strowman. Strowman, this is this is the time for him to shine and kind of prove the quote on air quotes here doubters out there. Um, love Strowman. He, he tends to um, walk a little bit, but he is an athletic. He is a dominant starter when he when he's on. Man, Strowman is freaking good, man. And I'm gonna go. Oh, it's weird. This matchup sucks. I the, both these teams aren't great, and I'm just gonna go with Strow. I'm gonna go with the underdogs here, plus one fifty. I mean, not not a terrible idea. I don't think that either of these teams are really see the playoffs uh, coming this year. So yeah. might I be one the of those, surprise that, uh, some people this year, though. I think, and also Suzuki it has been playing pretty well starting off the year. Their new um, the Japanese player overseas. They got yeah, new outfielder. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in tanks. Mean, Hitting bombs and uh, a couple Sia's for Sia Suzuki. Moving next to Atlanta visiting San Diego. And we got some the prospect hype in this one. Kyle Wright visiting. Looks like Mackenzie Gore's coming up to fill That's spot, right, baby. Uh, vacated by Blake Snell. Currently, Gore a small favorite at home. Only minus 107 from what I'm looking at currently. Um, I know that you're not a huge Padre fan uh, based on, on kind of your projections for them entering the year and not making the playoffs. What do you think uh, in this one? Do you, do you like him at home, or are you going this with the is an interesting a little more series. through? This is an interesting series between two uh, touted prospects from these from this organization. Kyle Wright's a guy who I think pretty sure he went to Vanderbilt. And, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching him in college, and then when he got drafted by the Braves, I was like, holy shit, this is a steal. It's taking a little time for Kyle Wright to get together here. But he's got some talent. And I think the Braves, good on them for being patient. We know nowadays organizations with pitching prospects are taking a little bit more time for players to develop rather than the years past. If they're not going to develop, see you later. We'll talk about, you know, there's been a few guys. I just had a guy in my head and I can't remember. Anyway, but I'm going to go with Mackenzie Gore. And this this is going to be a bullpen type game. I can't see both these guys going long, but I like the, I like the, uh, the Padres at home. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for me to want to back Kyle Wright. I don't really trust him at that short of a, a number. Uh, moving next to the Reds visiting the Los Angeles Dodgers. We got Vladimir Gutierrez visiting Tony Gonsolin. Currently Gonsolin, a minus 225 favorite. This might be insane. the biggest one on the card. Yeah. That's um, the biggest one I've yeah. seen so far. Yeah, I mean, this year. But the, I mean, you got the Dodgers winning a ton of games this year. Uh, so you got giving the Reds any shot here? Could no. be a very short answer. No shot. Um, no yeah. shot. Gonsolin okay. is, is like a spot star type guy, and they're giving him a chance this year in the rotation, it seems like. Um, he's, had, he's had some good numbers in the past, though. But yes, he I has. Feel like, I feel like, as you said, uh, no shot. That's probably enough for us on that one. Uh, yeah. I, so now we'll go to, to Fenway, actually, for another uh, home opener, as the Red Sox have been on the road for what feels like forever. Uh, but we got the Minnesota Twins in town. Joe Ryan, who's a, a big prospect, who was really good at the end of last year, uh, originally from the Rays organization, traded in the Nelly Cruz deal. He's visiting Nick Pavetta, and currently Pavetta is a minus one eighteen, so a pretty slight favorite, uh, considering the differences in these two teams. Where the Red Sox are, are, I think, competing maybe not to win the AL East, but try to sneak in one of those playoff spots. Where Minnesota's, I can't think far and away, seen as the second or third best team in the Central, which seems like one of the worst divisions in baseball history. Uh, what, what do we think about uh, Joe Ryan here going to Fenway? Well, both these guys had rough first starts of the year. And it, it was pretty evident that, like, Nick Pavetta had a good start, a, a good way to end his season last year. He had a couple clutch starts in the, in the postseason out of nowhere. Pavetta was a Philly guy for a little while, and he got his chance in, in, uh, in Boston. 
Ryan, we talked about him last week. He is a – he was the opening day starter for the Minnesota Twins. And I didn't think I'd see that, but they have a lot of faith in Ryan. The Minnesota Twins have had a, a kind of a wishy-washy um, opening week, but I do like the Minnesota Twins here. Byron Buxton's off to a weird hot start. He's striking a lot and hitting bombs too at the same time. So I'm going to go with the two and four Minnesota Twins. We got to see Gary Sanchez in his in his debut. We got to see Urshela oh, play. Me. I mean, look, shout out Gary. Shout, you know, I'm telling you, of all people, Gary Sanchez is the one to break the perfect game up for the yesterday's unbelievable game from Clayton Kershaw as, as he gets taken out. I could talk about that topic for a year. I, I'm sure you could, and I'm going to steer away from that now. But I do. Yes, I, I got to say, I think I'm. I think I'm with you. That the Twins are are of interest to me. And that's a lot because I don't really believe believe in Nick Pavetta. And I feel like if he's not on the uh, Minnesota Twins bomb squad, which is literally built to only hit home runs, might be a Bomba might be squad. good. Yeah, that might be a good one to look at. Uh, next, we'll go to the the Yanks hosting or visiting. Finally, the Yankees going on the road to uh, the Orioles, where they have Jordan Montgomery opposing Jordan Lyles. Currently, Montgomery a minus one ninety seven, so nearly a two dollar road favorite. Uh, as the resident Yankee fan on this on this podcast, because uh, I kind of despise them, uh, what do you what do you think about when you see that Jordan Montgomery to be profitable is going to have to win this game like seventy percent of the time? Do you ever believe in that guy that that much? Well, the freaking Yankees do. They believe in him. Montgomery is like a guy that they're thinking Montgomery could be the next Pettit. I don't see that at all. If Montgomery can go more than five innings, then maybe you can put me on that train. But this is a series perfect for the Yankees. Having a tough time against Boston, having a tough time so far against Toronto. I mean, last night, Vlad Jr. had three home runs against this team. This is a nice pick-me-up first series on the road for them, an in-division opponent. I do have the Yankees here. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Jordan Lyles isn't really the saving grace for this team. Um, this is more of an opportunity for this offense to look at it's time to put some work in. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's back in the Orioles here, especially because they get owned by the by the Yankees. But I am thankful for you mentioning uh, my MVP pick, uh, Vladdy Jr. with with three dingers last night, including getting stepped on on his hand and still coming back in the game. I thought he's out for sure. Comes back in, Kids hits another home run. Um, and, and speaking of the Jays, we'll, we'll go to Toronto where they're finally at home, uh, and they're hosting the Oakland Athletics, who. Uh, I've done pretty well in Tampa, I gotta say, over over this weekend series or midweek series, excuse me. Uh, we got Dalton Jeffries, uh, a, a decently touted prospect who didn't right. really show too much last year at Ross Stripling, who we're gonna be forever waiting for. Um, Stripling and nearly a two dollar favorite, minus one ninety two. Um, what do we think about Stripling? Do you think he's gonna have a decent year this year, or is he still gonna be one of those guys that are just gonna be up and down? We'll get get some good starts when it's not expecting, and then he'll come back to earth. Stripling is the definition of the, of a six starter, six starter long man. That's what he is. That's what he's been in his career. He's had opportunities in, in LA and he's have he, he's even got more opportunities in Toronto than he did in LA. Um, I I'm going to take the blue Jays on this one. Oakland's roster is, I mean, look, they're, not, they're, I'm going to say for the, for the kids listening, I'll, I'll, I'll say not great. Uh, but yeah, I feel like they, they really gave it to and made it really hard on the, on the Rays. I, I think they won the, Won the series? Go ahead. Yeah. Can I say not for the kids? My comment here. We have adults listening. Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, we, we, you never know. We're trying to expand our, our listeners. I know, but into we're, the, but uh, into the we're kids now 12 year olds aren't betting. I know I made a comment last week, but look, 12 year olds aren't betting. If they are, start them early. Um, the Oakland A's yeah, is so a dumpster fire. Right. It's, a, it's a shit show of a team. Their, their organization, they trade everybody away. Montos is going to be gone in about six seconds. Um, but I like how they're going to let some of the young kids go. Jeffries is this guy that they've been waiting to use, and uh, he's just going to get rocked against Toronto. That's what's I mean, it, it's it's asking a lot, certainly. I mean, the A's have been on, on the road. I, I can't believe they're starting a, a, a season at Philly, at Tampa. And at Toronto, it's but not they easy, did man. just, but they did just win three out of four from uh, the Rays. So that's that's saying something. Uh, with a good day game win today. Uh, moving along, speaking of the Rays, to the Rays visiting the Chicago White Sox, uh, which should be a, a pretty good matchup. I think nearly made our, our series of the week or series spotlight that we did. We haven't named that part of the show yet. But Drew Ma- Drew Rasmussen and a lot of the Rays bullpen behind him against Dylan Cease currently Cease is a minus one forty three favorite. Um, you think the Rays can, uh, I guess, kind of change their luck around after losing a home series to the, the dumpster fire o- Oakland Athletics? Can they can they do that in Chicago? It's a big question for me. It's tough, man. Playing in Chicago, Windy City, it's not easy. Um, the White Sox just came off a series win against the Seattle Mariners. Dylan Cease is a player, a pitcher to not be played with. This kid has it all. He is a bona fide all-star. He is an underrated pitcher in this rotation. I have the minus 143 Chicago White Sox winning this ballgame. Yeah, I mean, currently the ace of the Chicago White Sox is Dylan Cease, based on everyone else being hurt around him. Uh, Moving along to the Angels visiting Texas, who has not named the starter and has no line available, so I'll skip past that one. Uh, The Tigers then visiting Kansas City, currently Tarek Skubal against or visiting Brad Keller. Currently, Brad Keller, minus 130 favorite. Um, I got to say, I kind of like the Tigers here. Me too. Uh, I would put the same at. Well, then you can – well, so I'm just not really a huge Brad Keller fan. He has a good sinker and slider, but if those aren't on and perfect, I don't really think he has a lot of answers. I agree. Um, Keller is a guy who is a four or five inning guy. He has occasional good start here and there. Uh, I like Scruble. The the kid has some nasty stuff, nasty stuff. And this Tigers lineup is a little underrated. There are still they they have a bunch of young kids in that lineup, and we even seen uh, Spencer Torkelson had his first home run over the weekend and or over the, during the week here. And you know, Javi Baez a wild game against the White Sox. Did you watch that game when the ball went? AJ yeah, Pollock trying catching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like like the Tigers in this this game on Friday. Yeah, I think as a as a slight underdog, I'm interested in them. Uh, and then to your series of the weekend, we have the Astros. Jake Odorizzi visiting uh, Marco Gonzalez, who was not very good in Minnesota in his opening start. And currently, Odorizzi is a road favorite against our uh, AL West champion Seattle Mariners. Um, I don't know that I really believe in Odorizzi at this point. Uh, still got a lot of proof after a bad year last year, which you could say was due to joining a team late or getting injured or a combination of the two. I- I'm a little worried about Marco Gonzalez being a pitch of contact guy against a really, really good contact hitting team like the Astros. What do you think? You know, getting to know Jake Odorizzi in Minnesota his, for his time there, uh, I don't know if you watched – the 2018 Minnesota Twins, but Jake Odorizzi was a either either he was absolute 
dog shit or he was like, wow, this guy's actually really good. He is just Mr. Inconsistent. And the fact that the, the Astros have him in the rotation is, is like, are they desperate for, for rotation help? I, I feel like the Astros are not going to be done adding pieces in the rotation by June, July. They'll be adding somebody. Marco Gonzalez, young left-hander. They like him in Seattle. I, like I said earlier in the show, Seattle is winning the series, and they're going to be winning in game one of the series. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really like Orizzi as a road favorite, but, uh, I mean, maybe Mark Gonzalez bounces back from a bad outing, but we'll see. Uh, last game that we'll we'll cover on this one before we get to our best bets. I know everyone's been hanging on for that. Uh, we have the Giants visiting the Guardians. We have Carlos Rodon against Zach Plezak. Currently, Rodon is a minus 151 favorite. Pretty big favorite for Rodon, but I don't know how much better you can be in, in your debut for a team than he was oh, uh, over the weekend. Nasty. He was just dialing up. I think he had 12 or 13 strikeouts. He was just – In only five innings, yeah. I know, and they were dicing. He was dicing kids up. Plesak, uh he's not a terrible pitcher. He's still young enough, a little immature. Do you, ever, do you remember what he did a few years ago during the, the COVID season? I think he broke his hand, broke his finger, taking his shirt off, if I remember correctly. I don't know what that, but I remember during the COVID season, he went out and went out to like dinner Uh, when he wasn't supposed to. He got suspended. It was a whole deal with Clevenger and then the whole collapse there. But that's the only memory I have in my brain of Zach Plezak. And I know his uncle is Dan Dan Plezak, who's the great great MLB host. Um, Unfortunately, yes, I do know that he did break his finger, taking his shirt off. And one of the more funny uh, injuries that don't turn out to be that funny. Um, so I'll take the, the lead on our best bets. One and one last week, uh, but we're going to try to go to Oh, we didn't get our picks. We didn't give our picks for this last game. I just well, – We're I'm about just... to. I, I'm leading this in. I'm about to give – I mean, so I figured I'm not I'm not making a pick because I don't I don't want the Guardians. Do you, do you want something on that one? Sorry. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Thought we were good. Um, anyway. Sorry. So I'll give you here, – here's mine. So without further ado – my best bet for Friday, April 15th in the year of our lore, 2022. <laughs> uh, while my co-host is laughing, because I guess he wasn't expecting me to go that deep. Um, you know, one of those things. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm struggling to exactly figure out who I'm going with, but I think I, we both agreed on the Detroit Tigers. Uh, they really upset me during the week. I'm just not a believer in Brad Keller. And I think Tarek Skubal getting a one plus 120 in front of his name is something that's worth looking at. Uh, the Royals can sometimes be a little bit more difficult at home, but I think I like what Detroit has in their bullpen. I'm not really sure that I believe in Kansas City at this type of price. Uh, so I'm going to take the, the Tigers as my my best bet for April 15th. How about you, Taylor? We mentioned how this team has impressed us. They won me my best bet from last week. Okay. Monday. And guess what I'm going to do again? I'm going with the Phillies again. Zach Eflin being the road dog against Pablo Lopez. The Miami Marlins don't know how to swing the bat. They don't know how to score. And they play in a gigantic ballpark. When you mix those two things together, guess what? It's going to be tough. Zach Eflin has shown some bright spots over the last year or so. So I'm going to go with this powerful offense and clutch offense. I really pray to God, pray <laughs> everything holy, Griff. If Alec Bohm is in this lineup and if he makes one error, I'm texting you and I'm going to flip out because he clearly well, three well, hours don't by himself. Don't worry. 
But I'm going with Zach Eflin and the, the Phillies as my best bet. And Griff, that was a great episode. I want you to throw I mean, us your Twitter handle right now. Throw us your Twitter handle. I'm going to wrap up here. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm the real underscore G Warner. And I'll, I'll throw baby. it back to Taylor to, to wrap us off. So I'll tell you that Alex Baum did get a nice standing ovation yes, he when he did. pinch hit and yes, he did. got an out. Yes, he did. It just scares me. Anyway, you can follow me at Taylor Ringle, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Griff on Twitter. This is episode five of the RJ Bell Dream Preview. And it's the MLB edition. My name is Taylor Ringle. My co-host, Griffin Warner, will catch you guys on Monday to recap our best bets, our news and notes from the weekend, and our Monday's picks. Have a good night.